Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The story you're about to hear is a true birth story. It's the real deal. And it may not be appropriate for sensitive ears. On today's episode... I have to do this yeah. <laughs> without drugs, without the nitrous. And I, I just wanted to give up and like say, screw it, give me an epidural. Like, you yeah. know, we changed positions. I went to the bed and um, and that's where shit got really real. Welcome to episode two. Yay, we made it. My guest today is a first time mom who gave birth naturally at a birth center. We talk about her experience working with a midwife throughout her pregnancy. We talk about how she faced her fears before and during childbirth, how she's learning how to communicate her needs to her partner in postpartum, and also what she would like women who are planning to breastfeed to know. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. And just a reminder for you, make sure you check out our website, birthshow.com. I have built the website personally to be a valuable resource to you. There's tons of free resources on there. Videos, lists of supplies to help you postpartum, birthshow.com. Check it out. Thanks for joining me today for another deep dive into the real experience of becoming a mom. I'm your host, Christy Williams, and this is Birth. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, so my first question is, did you always know you wanted to be a mother? No. <laughs> Not at all. No, I was one of those girls that never saw themselves as wanting to be a mom. But I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, growing up, I was so anti. I was the like, no, I'm going to be the girl that never has, never gets married and never has the kids. And every time I saw like kids walking down the street or strollers, I was so turned off by all of that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I, I would literally was like never identified with being a mother whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. Did you have a – did you come from a big family or – Oh, I was an only child. Oh, only child. <laughs> so I guess that, that probably had something to do with it too because I never had any siblings or – I never had much reality with around kids. I was right. never around them. I was like, I don't want that – I don't want my body to go through those changes or I don't want to get fat. Like these, these are silly things that ran through my mind as like mm-hmm. a young, young, much younger person. But, um, you know, and, and, and it's so funny you asked that question because I'm do, filling out this journal right now for like a baby day to day, like baby thing where they ask you questions you know, every day. And one of them was, what would you tell another woman that is not a mother? And, um, I, I would say just do it, just go for it and have kids <laughs> because <laughs> I totally would never, I would, I, I, if I could do it all over again, I wish I would have started earlier, mm-hmm. you know? I've heard that before. Yeah. I feel like f- for me, I feel like, well, I'm, I came from a really big family and I had a similar attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't really need to be a mother, yeah. but I think it's because I was around babies all the time okay. growing up that I was like, oh, this is hard work. And this is, uh. So I wasn't in a hurry to start because I knew what the reality was of it. Yeah. But I would agree with you. It's sort of like there's never going to be the right time. No. 
So if you if it's what you want, just go for it because once you get to the other side, it's amazing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And there wasn't and, and we we didn't even really plan it either. It was just kind of like almost like a now or never type thing that kind of happened, you mm-hmm. know? And I felt like from like a spiritual place. Mm-hmm now's the time like do it now and like it was like this voice of Mm -hmm. like uh where i felt kind of um fertile is that strange to say no like like i felt like i i could make this happen right now from from like a a spiritual perspective on it interesting yeah (laughs) and that was probably the biggest um incentive to just go for it and Mm. there was no discussion between me and 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 my husband it was like I don't know I felt like we were just synchronized and we were on the same page so I don't know yeah the planets aligned so you didn't discuss it you just I know started trying yeah and did he know that you were he it's funny story yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was not yeah I know I I actually was so I wasn't on birth control but I I, for some time that was a personal choice of just not wanting to take pills you Mm -hmm. know and um so we were on a vacation and we went to dinner with uh, one of his friends and they had this little boy and he was like the sweetest little boy ever. And I, I said, I can confront having kids if we have a kid like that because uh-huh. he was so sweet and had so much character and personality and charisma. And it was on that trip where I like made the mental switch, you know, mm-hmm. a bit and I just kind of stopped caring. And then my husband took that as like a cue. Uh-huh. And like at the same time, this whole spiritual thing of like, I'm ready for this was happening mm-hmm. within myself, you know? And so I don't know, it was kind of cool how it all happened that is really cool so you knew that your husband definitely wanted children yeah I mean he kind of was because he's 10 years older than me so yeah and so he was like I'm gonna be this old ass dad you know if we don't (laughs) do you mind if I ask how old (laughs) he's 45 so you were on vacation yeah we were on vacation I knew I know exactly when it happened oh so you know when you the moment yeah (laughs) and did you have a feeling that you were pregnant before you took a test or did you kind of did did I I actually tracked um I was tracking like my periods on like an app you know and so I looked at the app and I checked it and it said um, the day that you know that we had sex, it said most fertile that mm. day. It was like mm-hmm. highest probability mm-hmm. of conceiving, and I was like, "Oh, oh. shit!" <laughs> but it was like a like an excited like yeah. "Oh shit," not like yeah. a like devastating, you know. Mm-hmm. And I t- even texted my husband. I was like, "I think I'm pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> like as oh, soon as wow. I looked at the app, I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I think I'm pregnant." You know, uh-huh. it took me a couple weeks to get the nerve up to take a test. Really? Yeah. After that, yeah, because okay. I, I think I even waited. I think I waited till I missed my period, mm-hmm. and then I took a test, and I, and I did, and then I kind of freaked out a little bit. <laughs> so the moment that you saw you were pregnant, yeah, yeah, you freaked out. Yeah, I was in the bathroom, and I was yeah. like, you know, anxious and mm-hmm. all all sorts of feelings running it's, through me, especially for I mean I'm a first time mom too but especially for the first time you just go oh this is happening now yeah right yeah and it's for me growing up too it was a real phobia of 
getting pregnant as a young person. Do you know what I mean? And like ha- the consequences right. of that, you know right, what I mean? Right. And so it was uh, the fear of that I felt like was still alive in me a bit mm-hmm. of like, what will that mean for my life if I'm pregnant? It's going to ruin everything. Like that was the story I was telling yeah. myself for so long. You Isn't know? that crazy that the narrative for young women is don't, don't, don't be yeah. careful, be careful, be careful. And then hurry up, hurry up. You're, I know. you're getting old, hurry up and get pregnant. So it's just these extreme Total extreme. That it literally went from that to the mm-hmm. other extreme of like uh, being pulled from right. one of the for sure. Right. I totally uh, felt the that. pressure. There was never a, a middle ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so you find out you're pregnant, and then how did the pregnancy go uh, for you? Uh, yeah, I found out I was pregnant, and it took me a while to tell my parents. I was afraid to tell them. I I don't know for whatever reason I felt like I was their little girl or something and I was like oh my god they're gonna think that I can't do it or whatever like uh, you know that I'm some you know crazy artist girl that like doesn't have her shit together (laughs) you know like I literally had all these stories going where like they're not gonna think I can you know support uh myself and the baby and whatever you know it was so silly made you feel like that in the past is that why you You know I always I guess I kind of came from a family where being the only child I was always looked at as oh that's that's our little girl out there in LA trying to make something happen of herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the kind of vibe that I would always get from my family. I was never the girl that ran her life in a scheduled manner that right. had goals and incentives for, you know, this is how it goes. Right, right. <laughs> so, I can identify with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the pregnancy went well. I, I decided after having a really terrible experience at a, a regular doctor's office, like a regular OB GYN, um, where I just, it was so impersonal and I felt just kind of like another number coming in to kind mm-hmm. of give birth and be like, you know, it was just so, um, turned off. <clears throat> so I, I, I sought out, um, a different means and I heard of, um, actually this book called Mama Natural. Have you no, heard of this? I haven't. Okay. No. I totally recommend it. Okay. And it, it totally changed my perspective on um, how I wanted to have what my birth experience, what I, how I wanted mm-hmm. it to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so we uh, interviewed at a birth center and um, and I fell in love with the place and it was very intimate space, uh, like the size of kind of, you know, a hotel room almost mm-hmm. that you get your own little hotel room to, with a big bathtub and oh, wow. an intimate space and soft lighting and really the people were really nice and I felt like I belong there. And so I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a birth center. But with that came the fact that it was going to be a natural birth. Right, <laughs> so right. it took me like nine months to confront how am I going to do this without drugs? Right. So you decided very quickly that you wanted a natural birth. Yeah. Did that include your prenatal care was not in a traditional That's sense? right. Okay. So yeah. what was the prenatal care like at a birth center? So it was really great. I um, just would show up and uh, we would sit down like we are here across from one another and um, they would just ask me questions. How are you feeling? You know, what supplements are you taking? Um, and wherever I was at, whether it was a month, two months, three months in, they'd be like, are you experiencing this yet? You know, like, okay, this is coming up next. You know, if you start feeling these sort of things, like um, they never once, one thing I really loved was it was so non-invasive. Like 
they didn't even check up in there until oh. way down the line. Like what I about ultrasounds and heartbeat ultra, and all that. Yeah. So we did um I forget at what point, but I chose not to do an ultrasound until some months down the line because everything seemed healthy. Mm-hmm. Um and so I I can't remember when it was, maybe like four months down the line I did an ultrasound and um when when I got pictures of the baby, you know, and that was that was really cool, obviously. So we did we did that and then everything looked good. And then and then you know, uh, a second ultrasound um much further down the line. And um that that was out at a regular hospital. So they okay. sent me out. Sorry, they okay. sent me out to a different hospital right. so to a hospital for that. Did you do any of the genetic testing or anything like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, you I did. did all that. Okay. Yeah. Was that at a hospital? No, they uh they would draw my blood there. So that oh, was the only okay. thing. Um they would they would do blood draws there. And That's good to know that you can have that experience but then still get the benefit of yeah. you know these other testings. Yeah, for sure. No, they offered all of that. Everything was all on the up and up of like information provided mm-hmm. the same thing that they would be given at like a hospital setting. Mm-hmm. But um it was just much more low key, you know. Yeah. Wow. And then your actual physical experience being pregnant, did you experience nausea or I had yeah, for like for I don't know, like for I feel like the first five months, I would just, I never threw up. I would just feel nauseous like all day. (laughs) And that was, could be almost worse. Yeah. There's no really, it was just, yeah. I mean, I threw up like 20 times a day, but at least it was. Yeah. Ginger. (laughs) I have like a ginger. I I would suck on like these ginger tablet Mm -hmm. things and I can't even I can't, I can't smell even ginger touch and, yeah. it or anymore because yeah. all those feelings come back again. <laughs> it's like I'm, yeah. I'm going to puke. Recently, I took a zinc pill and it made my stomach feel upset. And I had flashbacks of yeah. like 35 out of 40 weeks of my pregnancy. I was like, oh, that's rough. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. That's rough. Um, <laughs> you know i read like amy schumer was dealing with that too yeah, she had she was pregnant at the same time yeah, we were and i was yeah. like oh you could be going through that just maybe like, yeah happier. is that what no you i did well they wouldn't technically diagnose me with okay with what that. is that called um it's called hyperemesis i just remembered hyper what hyperemesis emesis okay um right so amy schumer had hyperemesis yeah which i Felt like I had because I had all the symptoms, but technically they never had to hospitalize me because I wasn't severely dehydrated. Okay. So they wouldn't classify me as that, which would have helped because it would have given me like um, benefits to take off work and stuff. So I kind of was like, should I just dehydrate myself and go to the hospital? Because <laughs> this sucks. I cannot function. So you never got IVs or anything? I never got never. IVs. Okay. Um, yeah, I managed to keep enough fluids down. Okay. But yeah, but it's just I felt so awful all the time. And I even got to the point where I was taking pills that is called Zofran that were, were I felt kind of guilty about taking, sure. but it was either that or I I was like depressed. Yeah. yeah. And could not function because it would at least help calm down some of the sickness. Yeah. Um but they were very hesitant about giving it to me. But then once I finally got it, then I realized like a lot of women take this. It's not that uncommon. Yeah. But yeah. Was there anything that you liked about being pregnant? Um, you know, it's so funny. Like the um, feeling of having her there after I gave birth and that emptiness. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was like, felt like I was m- missing something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, um, I missed having her like getting choked up. <laughs> I understand. Um, having like 
the feeling of the movement in there, you know, I was like, oh my God, where's the movement? You know what I mean? The movement's not there, you know, like, what am I, what's happening? Where did, where did she go? Because you got used to it. (laughs) Yeah. She would hiccup a lot. So I I constantly felt that. (laughs) My son hiccuped all the time to the point where I actually asked the doctor, is there like too much hiccuping? Is that a problem? Yeah. Oh no, it's good because they're developing their lungs. Yeah. Um, And then feeling it in strange like spaces too, like literally feeling like hiccups almost like, you know, down by yeah. my like <laughs> butt, you know, or you're like, I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> it is so strange. I remember the first day that I left the house by myself to go literally probably go get a coffee or something. And it was probably a, a few weeks after he had been born. And I thought, wow. Like, this is the first time I've been alone in the true sense for a very long time. Right. And it was just crazy to think about that. Yeah. Your tenant is gone, you know? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So the actual birth. So you know you're going to do natural. I was really scared. She was late, about a week late. And um, it was getting to be that point where I had my final appointment, a check-in, you know, and that if she didn't come at that point or within the next couple of days, they would have to start looking at, you know, ways to induce me, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't really looking forward to going down that, right. going down that path. So how would they have <laughs> induced you? Was there a natural way of doing they, that? There were, there are a few natural ways. They, um, one of them is like making some sort of a shake. I didn't have to go through this. Oh, thanks, okay. Thankfully, um, didn't have to happen, but like mm-hmm. putting kind of uh, rather d- disgusting ingredient mm-hmm. ingredients in a shake to kind of get things like mm-hmm. moving. Um, but you know, if they couldn't do it naturally, then then they're like, we'll have to, you know, get you induced at a hospital. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to go through that. So anyway, so the morning of my last appointment. I started um, spotting that early that morning, and I was like, okay, um, it's probably, you know, cramping, like period cramps, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's nothing, like, just go back to bed. I was like, really chill about it. And I was like, it's fine. Because I think I'd waited every day at this point, it was like a a waiting game for like two weeks. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it's nothing, just it's not happening. Right? I was like, resigned, you know, I was like, (laughs) I was depressed that, you know, I was still waiting around at that last stretch. It was so hard. So hard. And so um, I went back to bed and then I woke up and they were, I was like, okay, uh, these are actually contractions. I think that's what's happening right now. And I was super calm about it. Looking back on it, I can't believe how calm I was about Mm -hmm. it. And my parents were in town at the time. So I I told, you know, I woke up my husband, I told them and told my parents, he's like, okay, let's go. Real quick, how do your parents react to... Uh, the pregnancy because we didn't cover that. Oh yeah, because you said you were afraid to tell them. Oh yes, yes. So uh, I told we told. So we, my my husband actually forced me to do it. I was that scared really? for whatever reason. Yeah. How many? So how far along were you when you finally told them? Were you like at the typical twelve weeks people wait? Or? It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was past that. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was definitely past that point. Um, and and because and and I wanted to be past that point for sure, but I even waited even longer than that to mm-hmm. even tell them. And we Facetimed them, and I, you know, it was like a normal conversation at mm-hmm. first, and I was like, oh. So finally, I I, I told them, and I. I um, started crying and I was like, yeah, we have something to tell you, you know, and my dad was through the roof excited and my mom, um, 
And I, I, I had to like specifically tell them, I was like, I'm crying because I'm happy about this, not because like I'm sad about this, <laughs> that this is happening. Yeah. And I even expressed to them like how hard it was for me to tell them. Um, I was so relieved because my mom said, I know I had a really hard time telling my mom too. And, and so my mom yeah. got it. And yeah. she was like, I know, you know, I know the whole rainbow of emotions you're experiencing. I get it. So I felt like validated and not wow. like, you know, alienated that I waited this long right. to tell them. Right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> now she's buying clothes to the point where I have no more room for them, you <laughs> know, and it's just alone. like, yeah, and they like want pictures every single moment. So, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> sweet. I'm nice. sure they're obsessed. They are. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So back okay. to, so yeah. you're, you're like, oh, I'm spotting. Okay. These are contractions. Contract. Yeah. Was and it, it just felt like period cramps, yeah, you know, it yeah. was like nothing intense. It was nothing scary for me. And because I was really scared. I was taking <clears throat> um, classes. I was even telling my husband, I was like, I don't think I can do this. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I literally had this huge fear of dying and child yeah. giving childbirth. And I was like, I don't know if like, this happened to me in some past life where I like died mm-hmm. in shock. Cause like, I believe in these sort of things, mm-hmm. like, or I have like in the same, like haunting fears coming back this, this lifetime, you know? Like, right. So because of all of that fear, I was surprised that the morning of the contractions, I was rather quite calm. And so we went, drove to my appointment at the birth center. They like, you're five centimeters dilated. Wow. And I was like, cool that's amazing (laughs) that's awesome because you know it wasn't even um i wasn't even in that much pain at that point and so they're like come back and like you know this was probably around a noon or so they said come back um and a few hours. So they know. sent you they home. They sent me home. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, they sent me home. They were like, go try to go home and relax, take a nap, take a bath, have sex. Like these are all yeah. the things that they're like, you know, <laughs> to, to yeah. move things along and to, wow. and eat, you know, and because um, they just don't want you to be out of your element. They just, you know, want you to be as comfortable as possible. Right. And um, so, so I did that. I went home and we have like this huge bathtub outside so like we filled it with water and I was just chilling in this like big tub outside and I was like timing contractions on like my cell phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) wait it's time for fun facts you didn't know about giving birth did you know that about three months after you give birth most women experience a significant amount of hair loss This postpartum hair loss is completely normal. Nothing is wrong with you. It's a natural reaction to your body's hormones returning to pre-pregnancy levels. The American Pregnancy Association says the rise in hormones during pregnancy keeps you from losing your hair. After delivery, the hormones return to normal levels, which allow the hair to fall out and return to the normal cycle. The normal hair loss that was delayed during pregnancy may fall out all at once. It can be really jarring to suddenly see your hair falling out in large amounts. Try to remember this is normal and that your hair is just returning back to its pre-pregnancy vibe. Okay. If you feel concerned about the amount of hair you're losing, definitely talk to your doctor about it. But just know I've also been there in the shower holding a handful of my hair and freaking out a little bit. Most moms know exactly what that feeling is like. One item that's really nice to have as part of your postpartum care kit is a shower brush. 
I find it's much better to brush your hair that's falling out into one contained space on your brush than just have globs of it in your hand. It's better mentally, at least it was better mentally for me to have it all in a brush as opposed to on the floor in my fingers. You get it. Um, The other thing you do is talk to your hairstylist. I know that my hairstylist actually gave me a forewarning when I was pregnant. I went to her a few weeks before I had my baby and she said, just so you know, your hair is going to fall out. It happens to all my clients who become moms. It's okay. We'll talk when I see you next time, like what we can do to make you feel good during that time. Which by the way, is just really, really cool that she said that to me, because it made me feel super prepared for what to expect and what was to come. So just talk to yours. They probably know what to do for you too. All right, you got this mama. And now back to the show. So anyway, and then it start, things started to get more intense. But somehow, again, I was still really chill. I was like really calm. And my husband drove me to the birth center again for the second time that day. And we get there. And I also hired a doula. Um, so she arrived. And uh, and then also one of my best friends was there oh, too wow. as like a second doula because she actually had, had dabbled in that at one point. Um, and so, and my husband, and so the three of them are my major support system. Yeah. Uh, so they were in the room and then the midwife and then a nurse were kind of coming in and out mm-hmm. of the, of the space. Um, and everybody else, I had my parents and a couple other friends in like a waiting area. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't want anybody else yeah. in there, you know? I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. You felt like you had the support you needed in the room. Yeah. Like how, how yeah. are you at managing the pain without any It was hard. I... I guess maybe for the first, I don't know, hour or two, I had no sense of time. Um, But I, for the first couple hours, um, was feeling the contractions and I was like, okay, I think I need the the nitrous now because that was my only form of drug that I had at my fingertips. And so um, they wheeled in like this big tank of like, you know, Mm -hmm. nitrous and... um, I started taking that. So I would inhale that on like for every – during every contraction. And I'll tell you what. Like I don't think I could have got through it if I did not have the nitrous. Like it really, really helped. What was that experience (laughs) like? Because I haven't – Yeah. I don't have a reference for that. Yeah, yeah. So it was – I didn't either because I never used it like for any dental situations or anything. But it was basically – it's a high that you get Mm -hmm. and you don't – you just feel kind of happy. You just mm. feel kind of like, okay, I can get through this moment. You know right. what I mean? There's no, um, like, I didn't feel like, uh, it was just n- no fear. Like, fear dissipated, you know, uh, pain kind of dissipated. But it's very momentary. That was the, right. the upside of using it is because it, it wears off very quickly. Okay. Um, so you I, just used it during the contraction? Yeah. And yeah. then you didn't need it after that? Yeah. Okay. And so every contraction I would, like, mm. inhale, you know. And, um, and that got me through the contractions, um, cause I, uh, don't know how else I would have done it. Right. <laughs> so when you went back to the birth center the second time, yeah. how much more dilated were you? Was it, were you moving uh, along pretty quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think, um, 10 maybe. Oh, you like, were already yeah, at 10. Yeah. Like 
I can't. I, I like because ten I, is is when they told me to start pushing. Really? Yeah. Well, like I could be wrong. I, I don't. It, you were don't, a significantly. I was. Along, yeah. They were like yeah, and then things stalled. So okay. <laughs> we got there at five thirty. I do know this. We got there at five thirty a.m. or p.m. p.m. Okay. p.m. And so um, I, maybe for for two hours I was working on it like without the nitrous, you know, and just I like, got into a bathtub, mm-hmm. warm tub that got rather uncomfortable. So I got out. I've tried so many different positions, moving around the room and the space. And that's also another benefit. I didn't want to necessarily just be strapped to like a bed, you know, Um, even though I actually ended up having her in a bed. (laughs) But But your water hadn't broken still? No, 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 no. And so um, I uh, basically got to a point where they were like, we have to take this nitrous away from you because things are not progressing and you, your water hasn't broken. And I couldn't get to, uh, I, I, they told me to start pushing and I couldn't push. That was the other thing. And I think that the nitrous might have interfered with that because I actually got really relaxed. <laughs> like, mm. and she was like, they were like, uh, the, the midwife came in and, and told me, um, you know, we're going to have to take the nitrous away from you because things aren't progressing. And what you're not pushing, the way you're pushing, it's not going to get the job done. She was like, tough love. It was yeah. tough love. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, don't take it away. Like, I can't deal. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, let's try this. And, and you know, my husband was in there the whole time. We also had the warm, the warm, the room was really warm. We had the temperature really warm in there to get the, try to get the baby to come out mm-hmm. into like a warm space. So everyone's like dripping sweat. Oh, wow. And, and so the, the midwife came over and ha- told my husband to like press down on my belly a bit to like try to get the baby to come down because she was still kind of really high up and they're like, is she not dropping? Like they couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so he came over and pushed on me and it hurt so yeah. bad. I was like, do not. And I was like, yeah. back away. <laughs> get away (laughs) and and so that's when they took the the nitrous away shortly after that to kind of like to revive me a bit Mm -hmm. you know because it really chilled me out like quite a bit and they're like i've never experienced this before where a woman was so relaxed that i had to like you know try to tell her to you know we gotta move things along here yeah yeah (laughs) so um and was the baby facing in the right direction? Yes. Everything was fine. Yeah. And um, so what ended up happening, so they took it away and, uh, you know, and that was when it got really hard. And this was like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. And, and they they broke my water manually, wow. like with, you know, putting yeah. a finger up there. Yeah. And, and that was a big relief because I had a ton of water. Mm. And so the baby was just kind of floating in there. And that's why she wasn't yeah. coming down. So once they yeah. actually broke the water, it was a relief to me me because I felt a little bit lighter. Um, wow. So they were trying to deliver you, they were trying to deliver the baby in the amniotic sac mm-hmm. attached, yeah, it which is rare. Yeah. Yeah. She was like up there, like I'm yeah. chilling. She's like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm good guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so they finally broke it and uh, you know, they're like, okay, start, start pushing. And I started pushing and I, there was definitely resistance on my end for sure. Like at this point I was like, you know, still it takes me a bit to come around to things, to warm up to ideas, even at this point in time. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> I like, it was hard even at this point in time to confront this. So I was pushing, but I was not, you know, I hadn't come to terms with actually how hard I needed to push to make yeah. this happen, you know? So finally 
there was a moment where I was actually on the toilet in the bathroom and with my husband in this dark little space. And I was actually trying to push on the toilet and I took a position. Yeah. And I told my husband, I was like, I don't think I can do it. I was like, take me to the hospital. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I, 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 it's too much, you know? And he shut the door. He like <laughs> slammed the door shut. Cause there was like the nurse and like the well, four other women, you know, watching this whole occurrence. He shut the door and he like leaned over into my ear. It was like, uh, it was such a defining moment. And he was like, do you really want to do this? You're going to go to the hospital. There's going to be people there running around, bright fluorescent lights, people in your face. Do you want to leave this safe space that you're in right now that we've created, you know? And like, there's nothing wrong with you. You can do this. You don't need to go to a hospital. Wow. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he's so right. And that was such a moment for me, you know? And I... I was like, oh, hey, I have to do this. I had, that was it. I, and then from that was a turning point for me where I was like, I have to muster up and do this yeah. <laughs> without drugs, without the nitrous that, yeah. you know, and so at that point, it's like, you're almost through it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, I wanted to give up support. so bad. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to give up and like say, screw it, give me an epidural, like, you yeah. know, and so we changed positions. I went to the bed and, um, and that's where shit got really real where I was like pushing really hard and, um, they were cheering me on and it was like a team of like cheering me on. And I had my eyes closed the whole time too. That was for, for literally, I think for eight hours, I had my eyes closed. Wow. This whole whole experience. And it was, I was in like this whole like different world. It was just the craziest uh, like altered state, primal, you know? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was like this altered state. And I could like focus more with my eyes closed than open, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I was, I'm on the bed and I have like the midwife or the doula wafting like oils at me, um, these essential oils to help to kind of bring the baby down. There's this essential oil called uh, clary sage. Have you mm-hmm, heard of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I swear to God, I can't, I can't smell clary sage anymore <laughs> without like wanting to puke. I mean, I, she waved so much. No, I didn't. I didn't puke. I didn't poop. I didn't puke. (laughs) Like there was just a lot of fluid. I had a ton of fluid coming out, which was lovely, I guess. But again, my eyes were closed because I had a hard time confronting any of that, like looking down. So your eyes were closed during all the pushing? Yeah. Yeah. I I closed my eyes too, but it was more like, let's get this done done close the job yeah no i was sitting kind of upright a bit in the bed a little bit just Mm -hmm. propped up a little bit and my husband was like up behind me because that was the other thing i didn't want him down there looking Mm -hmm. because he's very sensitive to like bodily functions and uh-huh. fluids and i don't know did and he honestly want to, he didn't, he didn't want care. to no okay. he didn't want to and that was the other thing is he didn't really want to i didn't really want him to right I so he stayed up here to like support me up right here from uh-huh. like this angle uh-huh. looking by your head yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um and then all the women were like down here mm-hmm. you know and so uh and so the the my eyes were closed and it took like i said it took me a long time to come around to be like realize how hard I actually had to push to do this, you know? Um, and I know this is going to sound really gross and like nasty, but you know, I just felt 
Like like hemorrhoids were already a situation right, down there. Right. <laughs> hey, look, that's what we're here to tell the real story. Yeah. <laughs> Most women deal yeah. with hemorrhoids. So Hemorrhoid- it's already painful. Yeah, but- it was already painful. And um I knew that shit was just gonna get fucked up down there. Mm-hmm. Like at this point. Like how hard I knew I needed to push to make this happen. Yeah. I had to put all considerations aside for my own body and like my own pain mm-hmm. just to get the baby out. Because yeah. like I knew that. And I had and it and it took like what, eight hours to come to this conclusion right. <laughs> yeah. to like get me, you know, Psyched. on the same page <laughs> to do this, you know? And so um uh the nurse came up and she pulled my knee up to my chest and she's like hold your knee there and and she got in my face and she was like you can do this this is the next one you're going to do this you know and um and i was like okay okay and i'm pushing and i'm like grunting like grunts are like coming out of me that i'm like where is this coming from you know like noises and sounds and yeah. um and and i could f- uh, they're like we could see the head you know we could see the head <laughs> You're like, Finally. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> and so, but but what sucked was is that her head would come down a little bit, and then the contraction would end. I would stop pushing, and her head would come, come back, back up. up. Yeah, and it's I so was like, and that happened for like a long, a good while. You know, so you would say you're pushing for a long time. Yeah, at this point. yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, wow, yeah, and so. um and and it finally got to the point where they were like, okay, she dropped lower, and I felt it happen, and I was like, okay, and that gave me some hope. And yeah. and they said, you know, and so so the 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 nurse said, this is it. Pull your knee up to your chest, press as hard as you can, and everyone's like cheering me on. And I pushed, and I felt her like pop out, and the 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 midwife like had to grab her from the up under her armpit to pull her out. And she said that that was like the first time that she's ever had to do that because she was like such a big baby coming out, you know. Oh, wow. And so like they How literally big? pulled her out of me. She was eight pounds, but uh, they they were like before they weighed her, they're like I think she's like a ten pound baby, you she know. Just seemed like <laughs> she just seemed big. Yeah. Um, Long limbed. And, uh, you know, and so when when she came out, I still had my eyes closed and I still, it was such a relief feeling empty, like having that Mm -hmm. her come out of me. And it literally felt like, you know, like it was, she was like, felt so slippery, like coming out of me. It was like, you know, in this, it all happened like in this big moment. I'll never forget that feeling of like her leaving my body yeah um they were like cleaning her up and they were like you did it you did it you know and I nobody was saying anything at this point in time and I was just laying there totally just chill and happy that I had this happen and I I actually was like afraid to open my eyes and like look at her you still had your eyes <laughs> yeah shut. they put her on my chest immediately shortly you know after that after uh-huh. they like cleaned her up a little bit they put her on my chest I felt her on my chest I still have my eyes closed <laughs> and the nurse was like open your eyes, look at your beautiful baby girl. And I was like, afraid to, I don't know why, because it was like ending that life. And now I have this other life with this child, you know, and um, (laughs) so I opened my eyes and I saw her and I was like, Oh, my God, (laughs) I can't believe this happened. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was such a surreal experience. And uh, and then you got emotional at that point. It, you, I didn't. You I'm didn't. more emotional now than I was then. It's it so was strange a, what happens at the moment. You don't know. Yeah. I thought I totally would be in because I'm, I'm a fairly – I'm a very emotional person. And I totally thought that I would be choked up and crying when I yeah. saw her. 
You just gone through and, a lot. Yeah, though, so. I was more elated than anything. I had like this joyful elation feeling of like this nice high, you know, of yeah. like I, I felt really I proud. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I felt really proud, and my my parents came in, and um, a couple of our friends had come in, and I just remember like beaming with like joy and like. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I did it, Mom. I did it. <laughs> uh, and they were so happy to, like, hold their granddaughter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was – that was a really cold moment for me, like, seeing my dad hold her, you know. And uh, <laughs> it was – it was – it was a uh, – it was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was one of the most exciting moments of my life, you know. Of course. I, looking back on it, um, that and my wedding, they were just yeah. like – the biggest moment. So that's why, you know, I would tell anyone, like, just do it. It's just going to be like a fun experience for you if you're on the fence of having a baby or, you know, whatever. It's just going to be one of those defining moments of your life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, unless you've gone through the battle and won, basically, or, or you know, finished. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is it's hard to understand what it's really like until you've gone through it. But there are some things that I wish I had been more prepared for, you know, so like hearing the real experience and then that moment once you get through it and you complete the job is so empowering. It was really empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I remember (laughs) thinking, oh my God, I could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way. I'm like, that thing just came out of me. Like, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that your body expands enough to let a child come out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so I, uh, it's just wild to yeah. me. And, but yeah, and I, I, and I was, I was sore, you know, down well, I there. I was wondering I, if you tore or if you had to be. I didn't. Uh, I don't know how that I didn't. They did not have to stitch me up, but. My he- the hemorrhoid situation was more painful for me than the actual like vaginal area. <laughs> I mean, understandably so. Because <laughs> um, you know when put the when the you know pushing the, the intense as I did, it was just like yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like I just turned inside out down there. I mean, honestly, and yeah. that that's what I wish I had more people telling me about. You know, telling like you said, there were things that you weren't prepared for. I wasn't prepared for. The postpartum part of it. I yeah. mean, I knew they were the midwives would say, okay, you know, you're going to bleed, like have these items, have witch hazel, have yeah. these things uh, in preparation for that. And I did, but I, it was a whole nother experience dealing with it in reality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the most common thing I hear is that <clears throat> the aftermath of yeah. the, the birth injuries, it's just like, uh, you don't really, nobody really talks about it because it's yeah. an intimate thing. Nobody wants to talk about their hemorrhoids, but no. the truth is <laughs> most women get them. And if you know to have a sitz bath at home or to yeah. put padsicles, you know, witch hazels. Those, soaked, those saved my life. Right. Ice packs, whatever. Then that numbing spray. I use yeah, probably I four bottles of that. <laughs> um, a peri yeah. bottle, squirting yeah, up there. Yeah, those are those, great. That saved my life too. All that stuff where it's just like if you just know, okay, yeah, it's going to it's gonna suck for a little while, but it's going to get better. No matter what kind of – if you tear or not. Yeah. I mean some injuries are worse than others. Yeah. But um, yeah, for sure. And I was surprised. I mean obviously like the two things that, that – that, 
I mean, that your vagina like literally expands. Like yeah. even now, like down there, there's just more space down there than uh-huh. before. You know what I mean? And it takes like, a while to yeah. to get back. It, it's. I definitely was scared for a while that it was never. It's not ever going to be the same. No, but it will get you know Close more back it. closer. It's it like does. your body. It takes a while to get yeah. back to your your yourself too. But it it will get close. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, after they, so it was like, you know, one thirty in the morning when this happened and, um, uh, the, the, everybody left cause everybody was tired and me and my husband slept in the bed with the baby for a few hours. And then, um, when I woke up, I opened my eyes to like almost a different looking baby cause she wasn't like purple anymore, right. you know? And I was like, Oh my God, she looks like a, a human now, you know? I'm like, look how cute she is. This is great. <laughs> and I, uh, I remember getting up to try to go to the bathroom for the first time. And that was really hard. That was, I was so shaky. I, I, I was sh- like, my body was literally yeah. shaking yeah. from like the adrenaline running through me and like the feeling of joy. It was like a high almost, you know? So the exhaustion didn't really hit until hours later. But I remember after I gave birth to her, I said to my friend, can you hold my legs down for me? Cause they won't stop shaking. <laughs> I was so tired of feeling them shake mm. and I just like had her pressed down on me on the bed. But yeah, it was a hard walk to the bathroom because I was so shaky. I was, felt like I was going to pass out or something. Did like you have a midwife or somebody mm-hmm. helping explaining yeah. what the bathroom situation was going to be like or helping you? Because yeah. I remember, I mean, I had a different experience, but in the hospital birth, the postpartum nurse, like they they had to watch me pee like a certain amount of times before I could leave the hospital. Oh, But really? I had some complications okay. with my catheter and stuff, yeah, yeah. so it was different. But I remember being like, oh, my God, there's this huge – I mean, she was a very large nurse, just like <laughs> with her hands on her hips, just staring at me like, you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> and I was like crying like, I don't want to. Oh, God. <laughs> I can totally picture that. <laughs> and it was so – awful and painful and um but but yeah that so I didn't you quite to- have I had a better experience than that I would say I know I had there was a nurse there with me and um she gave me a bottle and I was like what is this for she's like you're gonna want to squirt it up there mm-hmm. to give you some relief and I was like okay Hey, it's Christy. I'm just popping in here real quick because I feel like I didn't do my postpartum nurse justice. (laughs) She did give me a peri bottle to try and help me feel pain relief during urination. I think it's just I wasn't expecting at all for that to be painful or that even to be an issue. I had no idea that peeing after you give birth is painful. So in the moment when she was standing over me telling me to pee, it was intimidating and scary. And that's all. I just, I want to do her justice. She wasn't a mean person. (laughs) She did give me a peri bottle. It just wasn't super effective for my emotional state at the time. So if you know that you have to pee after you give birth, and there's going to be a nurse there probably helping you, because it's important that everything's working properly, you know, just just be forewarned, like, it's not that bad. It's, it's not a big deal. It's just the way that it is. We have to make sure everything's working properly before you can go home. That's it. I hope that nurse is doing great. You know, she deals with crazy, crazy women all day. So 
props to her. I remember sitting there for a good while before I could muster to like, pee. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like squirted that warm water up there like multiple times. I like, I was like, can you fill it up again? Please. <laughs> it feels really good. Um, but that was not fun going to the, trying to pee. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, but she, she did say you have to pee. Yeah. And, like she woke me up to like, you know, go. Yeah. And, um, and she watched me like I, – I actually had her watch me take a shower there because I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Can you, oh. you know, just like help? Like That's I good that you asked sure, for you know? help. Yeah. yeah. And she actually held the baby while I was taking a shower. And so um, that was nice. <laughs> How was your experience with latching and breastfeeding? Was that – Oh yeah, okay, or... yeah. Like for the first moment, you mean of it? Yeah, um, or yeah, just the first few days. Yeah. Um, I felt like she la- she latched right away, really well, and um, but I didn't know then what I do now about breastfeeding, and she actually had um, uh, come to find out a tongue tie, oh, lip yeah. tie situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is good to be aware of. It's a possibility and ask, yeah, right? Yeah. Cause I was having, um, my, my breasts were really painful and mm-hmm. it was like, my nipples were really sore and like all of, if you, if you Google it or look into, you know, tongue tie, lip tie, it was like a classic kind of case of yeah. what I was experiencing and what the baby was experiencing. And so we actually ended up getting like her lasered, mm-hmm. um, you know, on top and bottom. Mm-hmm. That's and, common if they can, if they can't eat. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, I'm really – I was hesitant about doing it at first because it's kind of scary doing that to, like, your newborn, you know. I think she was, um, like, a month and a half old at that point. And mm-hmm. but anyway, so I did it. And then, honestly, I'm so glad I did. It changed the whole breastfeeding thing so much. And it's a much more pleasant experience now than it was in the first part. But honestly, I felt like I had a nurse heart 24-7. There were days where I feel like I was in the bed, my bed constantly with like my iPad watching Netflix. She wasn't getting enough. She right? wasn't getting enough. So think about all the babies before we have lasers, right? Yeah. That would have died because they didn't oh, have. Oh, I know. So it's it's good that you just. And I didn't know then either. Right. I just thought like this is normal. I'm like, oh my right. God, is this going to be my life? Like. Yeah. You know, and then I, I finally, uh, you know, hiring a lactation consultant, um, I recommend for everybody to do, yeah. you know, even if you're not having problems because you don't, if it's your first time, you don't have anything to compare it to, exactly. you know? Yeah. And she kind of saved my life because I felt like I had no life and I was so, I was kind of depressed because I couldn't put her down because yeah. she just wanted to be on my boob the whole 24 yeah. seven for, you know, the first month and a half. And yeah. So, yeah, it is one of those things where if you don't know that there could be a, a simple solution to a problem like that, yeah. and then you find out later and you go, oh, I wish someone had told me or known. I mean, I happen to know um, someone very close to me that their son had a, a tongue tie. Uh-huh. And so when we were in the hospital, that was one thing that I put on my list of things to ask. I was like, can you check yeah. to see if... That's good. Because I knew that that experience was very difficult. Traumatic. Yeah, and traumatic because <laughs> you didn't is. know any better. You know? Yeah, it is. And there's a lot of things you know that um, can be avoided if you take care of them quickly. But yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things a lot of people experience and they have no idea. Yeah. So how long did you bleed for after? 
Like oh, how many geez, weeks? It felt like week. It definitely was yeah. weeks. Um, I was surprised because they say, oh, it could be this, could be that. It was a long time for me. It was me. a long time for me too. I think maybe two, three, three weeks. Oh, three, okay. I was going to say like four. six weeks for me. Okay. Yeah. But it just, I mean, not like heavy, I think, heavy. Yeah, yeah, no. Like uh, for the first two weeks, it was rough. And I was yeah. like, literally clots were coming out. And I was yeah. like, is this normal? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the other thing is too, is I was so vulnerable in those first few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, like emotionally yeah. and you're bleeding. And I remember at one point, like my, I was like walking through the kitchen and my husband like kind of gave me like a little smack on the bottom like uh-huh. on the butt, just like a love smack you know uh. and i was like so which normally i would just like have laughed at you know right. and i would be like oh honey you know yeah. whatever and like i was so vulnerable at that i burst into tears oh. <laughs> was, like because everything down there was it's so hurt. sore yeah and he had no he has they have no you know no yeah. concept no reality and i'm trying not to like give him details of what i'm going through because that is a delicate thing you want them to understand like, yeah how traumatic it is but but i don't want to be time, like yeah here yeah. honey you want to see my pad like <laughs> But you, you know, know maybe what I mean? men should listen to this because it's true. It's, it's a real thing, and it's crazy that even in recent history, it's like in the seventies, men were let in basically. Yeah, you know, to experience the birth of their children. Right before that, it was so isolating. So. Yeah. It's just kind of recently that they've even been allowed to be a part of it, which I, I feel like is crazy. Yeah, but I it is too. a very, very, very vulnerable thing, and so it is sometimes hard to open up about that with your partner. And you yeah, know. and I, I and I'm I'm I overshare those sorts of things, like fluids mm-hmm. and functions, right? And, and he's the one that's like, I don't want to know, like, right. don't tell me, you know. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I was like, but you need to know what I'm going through. Yeah, <laughs> don't you get it? Yeah. <laughs> um. So healing. How, when did you? I felt like. It wasn't until maybe three months that I started to feel myself again, you okay. know, um, and being five, almost five months into it, I finally feel like, okay, I feel like myself, right. you know what I mean? Like I feel, it's funny how you lose parts of yourself and yeah. then, and then, uh, you know, I just felt like, so for so long I felt not pretty and not cute yeah. and not, um, even if, and, and just like a, a piece of myself was missing. It was a strange feeling. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but I just, it felt, I, I had to come back around to myself and yeah. I felt like that's finally happened at this point. But but physically speaking, um, three months in, I felt, okay, you know, I feel mm-hmm. somewhat whole again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Did you, have you felt like your relationship with your body has changed? <sighs> yes especially in like my core area. I mean, I know that that's never going to be the same there again. Uh (laughs) I, I haven't seen any stretch marks. I'm actually, you know, like I was afraid about that, but Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've been kind to myself. I'm not beating myself up. You know, I'm not, I feel, I don't want to be that girl. I don't Mm want to be that girl that's, that does that or that promotes that for others. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I, I want to feel comfortable in this new body of postpartum, whatever that means. And mom bod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like I had to go out and buy pants to fit, you know, yeah. and I like, I'm, you know, 
can't my hips expanded for sure yeah like, and they uh, take a while to go back i was like oh i don't think my hips are ever going back down no i don't but think they are they either. eventually are. go ah <laughs> it just takes a while sometimes but yeah. yeah and that whole lower ab area is very soft mm-hmm. and i have to be very kind to myself to mm-hmm. be, and i have not found time to exercise given my yeah yeah little walks yeah I've been walks and here and there taking a yoga class I can get I've gotten away you know Mm -hmm. um but um yeah I I literally went out and just bought like four pairs of pants you know recently just because I've been living in leggings and I'm like I want to wear jeans again you know like I need something else where I feel like I'm not in my pajamas you know to lift my spirits um (laughs) So that's the other thing too. I mean, like, go like buy some pants, like women. Go, yeah. Don't get some be, stuff. Yeah, and be prepared to mm. be fine with throwing them away. I mean, I went and did the same thing. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, great. So this is my size now. And then surprisingly, I mean, I'm kind of coming through the fog a little more. Like, I'm able to like work out a little yeah. bit more and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, oh, these pants I bought are a little big. Like right. I was kind of disappointed. So maybe don't spend a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> but get something that makes you feel good. Yeah. If it's important, you know, mm-hmm. it's important to like have clothes, even if you go buy some things before you have the baby, even if it's like pajama wear, like if it's new pajamas, so you feel good about what you're wearing postpartum, yeah. that's important. That yeah. was important for me. Um, what about <laughs> sex? How long oh, did it God. take you to have sex? Hey, it's an important part of it. No, because... I'm still working through this right now. This is like still a button for me right now, for even for sure. I mean, um, but that's totally valid because yeah. I feel like there's a myth out there. I was told at my six week checkup, go ahead and start trying. And yeah. I had significant injuries. Yeah. I was cut. So yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> and I feel like that wasn't fair. Yeah. To put on me at that point, it should be like, well, maybe if you're ready, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like, no, we need to hear the realities of it. Because even if you (laughs) don't have (laughs) big terror. Right. So let's talk about it. I, so uh, five weeks in, because like I didn't have stitches or anything down there, right? So like five weeks in, I very much remember my husband being like, let's try, you know? And I was Mm -hmm. like, so not into it and i was like okay sure you know but even if you don't tear it's still very different oh yeah it's very different different for sure yeah for sure um but i I, and i we tried and it was painful like and i was like i can't do it and he was like okay i understand it's fine you know and so six weeks of six weeks Mm -hmm. checkup just like you we went in and the midwife and she was like um I, I told her, I was like, yeah, we tried. And she was like, really? You guys tried? She was like, you know, kudos to you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. See, and that's she was nice. like, that was very nice. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, most women don't aren't even thinking about that at that point in time. And I was like, yeah, I definitely wasn't. I wasn't the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's like, okay, well, you know, you look fine down there. So you're fine, you know, but she was, it was a that's one thing I loved about the birth center is that they're very much like go at your own pace, whatever that is, Mm because everybody's different, you know, Mm -hmm. with everything, with every aspect of this whole pregnancy process. So anyway, I literally, so the first time that we actually had sex postpartum was uh, about, I think, 
two and a half months in, some something like mm-hmm. that, maybe three months. And I told my husband, I was like, I was like, we have to do foreplay. I was like, yes. I, ha- I need like some warm up here. You know, yep. like I can't, you can't just go for it, yeah. like go right to it. Like yeah. I, and so, but it's that- also your boobs are like don't belong to you at the moment. Like oh, your, yeah. your body feels like I it's didn't not want yours. To. No, right? I still, I still have no desire. Like let me be very clear, yeah. I have no sex drive right now right. whatsoever. Like none. So nature's it's, birth control. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's and it's hard because like you know I don't even like even when my husband like touches me like I'm not even into it it's like the strange thing like where I don't even want to be touched you know so I have to like work really hard to like not pull away from him I know it sounds fucked up but you know no it doesn't (laughs) at all to me trust me you're talking to you're preaching to the choir yeah I'm I'm uh I'm really admiring your direct communication though to tell him that you need a lot of foreplay is more than most women do. Frankly, yeah. it's more than I've probably done. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, it's true. You need warming up, especially when your body is exhausted. Yeah. Oh, it's at, the last the thing on your to mind. a baby that's crying all the time. Yeah. 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 As soon as the baby goes to sleep, I want to go to sleep. The last thing I want to do is like try to please someone else. <laughs> But it's a weight on your shoulders, you know what I mean? Uh, Because I know that I'm not giving him any attention and that bothers me on some level, you know? And so, um, so that helped a lot of floor play helped and I like got into it and it was like a relief actually Mm -hmm. that I did it. And I felt like- Was it still painful at that point (laughs) or um, not as bad? No, get lube. Lube helps. Yeah, lube, lots of lube. Lots of lube helps. Um, But- you know, even now, I think I can still like count on one hand, like how many times, you know, we've mm-hmm. had sex at five months because I still just don't have any desire to. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. That's one thing that I guess, you know, you hear about, but the one person in your life that you love the most, that you care for the most is your partner, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, presumably if it you, is. if yeah. you having a baby with someone that you're committed to, right? Yeah. yeah. And then those, <laughs> those first months, it's like, the biggest test of your relationship for both of you because you're just very exhausted. It's, it's, yeah. And I think that's also another reason why men should probably listen to this or, oh, yeah, or just, I agree. you I know, agree. women being in, in, empowered to talk about it yeah. candidly because it's like they really don't know. No, thankfully, you know, he was he's been very understanding, but he definitely gets sexually yeah. frustrated. Yeah. And so I feel I feel bad, you know, it makes me feel bad, but at the same time like I don't I just don't want to do it. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's 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 been a battle for me. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things it's like I've been struggling with as well, which is, you know, I feel like completely 100% my life is devoted to the care of my child. And then when I put him to bed, I'm like, yeah, dead. Me too. So then you go, okay, how do I find the balance of having enough self care? Basically, I think what it comes is I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot right now, which mm-hmm. is I need to ask for help more or be like now that he's a little older, like get get a babysitter more often, have more breaks so that I can work on my relationship as well and my relationship with myself ultimately. Sure, sure. Because that's going to make me feel like doing all the things I used to want to (laughs) do. Yeah. No, I definitely – I'm interested to hear like your concepts of like the dynamic with, you know, you and – and your man because it'll help me too. It gives me some reality because 
I get resentful, like, uh, you know, part and parts of me come out where I get resentful that I feel like I'm watching her all day. And, you know, I get pissed and I'll mm-hmm. like get angry and I turn into like this version of myself that I don't like that is nasty and will like say things that I don't really mean yeah. <laughs> and be like, you know, can you help me do this? Like I need, can you please make dinner? Like I'm yeah. like, I just, I'm starving. Can you make dinner? You know what I mean? Like I, uh, cause that's the, the evenings are the hardest for me, like putting her a bath and trying mm-hmm. to get her to go to sleep and and I'm like, you know, really hungry and yeah. it's hard. Like I I asked, I ask for help, but I do it in a mean way and I hate myself. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you've had like, you know, it's, it's hard to be kind when you're hungry, first of all, yeah, especially you're breastfeeding. So your body's extra hungry. Yeah. And I think that I'm, I'm learning, right? So I'm not an expert. I'm trying sure. to get better at it. But anytime that I've been very, very specific, which I think is another reason I get annoyed because, and trust me, like I have the best partner. He's yeah. amazing. I really don't get annoyed he's, at him very much because he he's very, he, he's, very there for you. Well, very, he's uh, observant. He's yes. very observant. He kind <laughs> of, you know, um, is on top of it generally. Yeah. But if there are times where I get annoyed, I realize it's not really his fault. Like I have to be so specific about what I want, A, B, C, D. Right. You know, sometimes they just don't want to like step on your toes. And I think that there's a frustration for not just my husband, but for a lot of men, especially if, the, if their their partner is breastfeeding or being the primary caregiver is like, we can probably take care of the baby and calm the baby down in 30 seconds totally. as opposed to them doing it that would take 30 minutes, you know? And so there's a little bit of frustration on their end as well, because it's not, you know, I know my husband says all the time, I wish I had boobs, I could, you know, take on part of this as well, you know, take on the the burden as well. But it's just sort of like me learning to a let go, allow him to parent and learn in the way that he can, Mm -hmm. without stepping in, and sometimes if it's like beyond the point of hysterics, then it's like, okay, I'll just step in. Sure, and, sure. But um, so it's like finding the balance to like give him space to also take care of the baby so I'm not always exhausted. Yeah. But then also when I do need help to ask for it and to not be like prideful about like, oh, I can do everything. And then also just be very specific about I can't cook right now. Can you please go or can you make this or can you go grab a pizza or whatever? Like it doesn't, you know, like planning ahead a little bit. And then that's been hard for me, the planning ahead part. That's uh, a big struggle. Yeah. (laughs) And that is something that's helping me now is like now that my son is a little bit older, it's like, oh, I can actually start scheduling things. Like he doesn't need, he can wait a little bit of time to not have to eat. Right. Right, Like constantly. Right. Yeah, so that's been a relief for me so like too. The routine kind of I've never been a scheduled like routine person my whole entire life. Like free, la la la, mm, like whenever, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is really, really helping. Like when we started the routine of like going for a walk and then the bath and then the same. You know, then it's like same every time he goes to sl- he wants to fall asleep immediately after that ba- bedtime routine so it's like i'm trying to find other ways to get that routine in throughout the day yeah know? i feel i'm figuring that out right now too mm-hmm. i'm like seeing the patterns her mm-hmm. patterns are forming a routine for right. us you know and I'm then like, once okay you- i see right. that all right let's do that right oh okay you like to you know 
you fall asleep on the walk. Let's right. do the walk. <laughs> right. And it's like you conquer the, like I'm working on conquering the nap times, but it's like if he'll, he goes down for an hour and a half nap twice a day or a two hour nap twice a day, like ideally. That's really good. That's, I mean, this is like a new thing, right? And we're still working on it because he's teething right now. But that is... um Huge, because I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I can actually sit down and like maybe I have, I read get, for a few minutes. Or I get anxiety when that happens. When she falls asleep, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do first? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. But no matter what, I think the main thing is being very specific about the help that you need and asking for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and patience. Uh, yeah, and pa- being patient with your partner Mm -hmm. um there was like this mantra that actually the doula gave me it was like please grant me patience and love right now as i figure out this new stage of life you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like it's so important (laughs) it's so important it's true patience with yourself kindness to yourself yeah i'm trying to think of anything else to tell you but i i mean I, i think we covered it Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, yeah, you're this welcome. This was amazing. I'm glad that we got to do this. And I hope more and more women are open to telling their stories because yeah. that's one thing that I would have liked to have. If I knew that there was a podcast where like I could yeah. listen to all the different experiences, that would be so helpful. That yeah, would have been really that's helpful. that's how I felt too. <laughs> and there's like – Because it's like an unlimited amount of right, possibilities experience. and experiences right. and it's not going to be the same for you. Right. But at least you know what other women are going through. Right. That was like a big gap for me is I had no clue what other right. women were going through. Right. Especially the, you know, the moments that people don't like to talk about. Yeah. Like, which I never heard. Like, you know, we're on this mm-hmm. planet for like 35 years and I'm not one woman has told me like, you know, the realities of mm-hmm. it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start talking, girls. Yeah. Let's start talking. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you to my guest today for stepping up, putting her most vulnerable foot forward and helping me change the way we talk about giving birth. I hope you find this show helpful. If you do, the easiest way to support us is to rate, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. Help us get the word out so we can build a brave tribe of empowered and informed mamas. Follow us on Instagram at birthshow, at birthshow. And our website is now live, www.birthshow.com, birthshow.com. I have personally spent many hours creating this website specifically to be a helpful resource to all of you. Go check it out. I have very detailed lists of resources and supplies that I recommend. If you have morning sickness, I have been there. I got you. I can help you get through it. Go to the website. There is a list of must have postpartum supplies that will help you get through those first few days after giving birth. I have even posted some really helpful videos on there that help me understand and learn how to breastfeed. So just go check out the website. It's a free resource, birthshow.com. You're strong. You're amazing. You've got this. I love you. We'll see you next time. This is a Sync Studios production.